what day is it? It's Wednesday. Digital it Hustle. is Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> this is so, a good uh, it's what? It's a good week. There's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's been no life, world-changing, cataclysmic event. It's just a continuation of the, of the other events that were involved. It, it, that, that, is, that is absolutely true. But, you know, it's interesting. We, um, uh, I took the girls to New York City this Sunday. Okay. Um, you know, and it, it was so eerie. It's like, um, it was like the apocalypse, oh, right? Like, um, yeah, yeah, I couldn't even pronounce the word. It's Wednesday. It's like but, um, but, you know, I, I, I also had some time. Um, I know we're not produced, but I just had fun this weekend. So let's see if you can hear this. Hold on. Okay, let's hear I got a little bit. <laughs> Probably hard to hear it, but I know you don't check it, but I already uploaded that trailer. It's on Spotify. And you uploaded the trailer. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I'm sorry. I didn't run it by my co-host. I just kind of on the whim yeah, did it. I'm pretty chill. I'm pretty chill. <laughs> You're like, this guy does the PR stuff. I just show up once a week. <laughs> I'm, a big, I'm a big picture guy. Big ideas. Big picture. <laughs> So am I, which is the problem, right? Uh, always. But uh, all right, let's let's do our quick review. Do you want to do a quick numbers review, or you don't give a shit? Let's. What's the name of the episode? What's the, what number episode are we in now? We are going to be episode eight. Episode eight. Okay. Yeah. Episode zero, right? Uh, in so that does not include the zero. Okay. Yeah. This is serious stuff. This is serious stuff, and I'm just looking, uh, you know, again, I don't know who cares about it, but I do. In a lifetime, uh, we have had almost 110 hours of people watched us. Cool. That's YouTube. Um, over 2,000 impressions now. Over 500. You, so we have 500 unique users just keep coming back. 500 people are following us. 204 downloads of podcasts. Another 100 on Spotify. We're, we're, we're really getting into the Joe Rogan category. Yeah, the Joe Rogan category. I think it's, what is it? It's a thousand, it's a thousand subscribers to monetize. Mono, mono, to monetize. Oh, yeah? That's what I heard somewhere. On some. a, thousand, oh, a thousand subscribers. So we, we only have like... 58 actual subscribers to the, to the show. Right. So, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll get our social media interns on this. Yeah. Yeah. We, we get, let's get our interns. So, uh, in the waiting room already, uh, we have our next guest. I don't know. Do you want to introduce her? Because apparently she just texted me earlier saying, and can you please pronounce my name? Right. And I was like, Holy shit, I've known you for years. And why didn't you ever tell me? So please do the intro before we let her in. Chandana. Oh, oh! Wait. Now you're you're concerned if you have <laughs> pronouncing it. Yeah. Well, so okay, so that well, you give it a pronunciation. Now she's going to be upset with me if I if I do it incorrectly. Uh, so I say Chandana. Yeah. Fitzgerald. Chandana. Okay. Chandana um, is so she is she's she's the medical director for Health Excel, so kind of near and dear to our hearts. Um, 
She is uh, born in India, married to an Irishman, lives in Dublin. Um, I We wanted her on the podcast for lots of reasons other than being uh, kind of knowing us well and kind of a cool digital health kind of guru. She uh, she ran a big conference in India for Health Excel recently. So I thought I thought kind of taking us around the that world. That one I missed. Yeah, yeah, getting ourselves out of uh, out of um, out of Americans for a second. I think that's pretty yeah. good. So anything else you want to add to it? I, she's just funny too. Like I just she's enjoy talking. I just enjoy talking to her every time. Yeah. So I'm gonna let her in. You let her in. And I'm assuming she goes by Fitzgerald in terms of her Irish name. Shandana. 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 Hello. Hey, uh, hey. We we just had a huge argument before you came on. No, not really. We were how do you pr- how do you pronounce your name? Because I was telling Jim, I'm embarrassed. You you texted me saying I I've been calling incorrectly. Why didn't you correct me ever before? I have. I feel like I've corrected both you and Jim many times. Oh, so <laughs> okay. So you're alive. So I just like the- open a can of worms. <laughs> like Mm-hmm. No, but guys, like I, I don't. Um, I'm not confrontational. You see, that's why. Yeah, but give us a give us a good proper pronunciation, and then we it's can. It's Chandana. Chandana. Yeah, see, but like many North Americans, some of my cousins included, and my friends from Canada, they just say Shanana because that's just yeah. easy. So you can you can think of it like that, like an S H A, even though it's not accurate, but it's close. So yeah. I would I put the accent, Chandana. Yeah, I think the second you break them, yeah, it's just at the start rather than at the end. We were in full sweat. We were in full sweat. Trying to crack it. It's like, how do we introduce her? (laughs) Make us nervous. Uh, I'll just call you Fitz. Yeah. Yeah. My latest name is Shanta Wehrmask. If you've seen my my Twitter, uh, which is not active at all, but I'm hoping it'll make a difference. So, okay, so give us, I, I just did a little intro, but why don't you check my intro? Why don't you, why don't you give, your, give your little own take on it? I said, you know, doctor turned digital health guru, just ran a huge conference, you know, medical director for Health Excel, ran a huge conference in uh, India recently that we wanted to talk about with uh, digital health in India. So we wanted to kind of go around the world, but give us your own little take on who Aw, that's sweet. You call me a guru. No one's ever called me that before. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's pretty accurate. So, you know, I'm a physician by background training after stint at hospitals. I've uh, serendipitously worked in digital health and really loved it and enjoyed it. Um, so I've worked before Health Excel. I actually worked with a couple of other digital health companies, one of which is actually a physician community online that's pretty active in like Asia and Africa. And that got acquired last year by, by a Japanese firm, although I had nothing to do at the time of acquisition, because I, I was very much in health Excel. Did, did you keep any shares at least? No. All right, just asking. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not rich, guys. I've just uh, I've just busted my uh, bum in lots of different companies. That's it. <laughs> the rich people are the ones I'm talking to right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in uh, a no, garage slash. <laughs> I'm in the startup mode. Hashtag startup life. You're you're like a startup guy who wears Gucci. Yeah, yeah, my wife, um, but yeah, it's so weird to talk about myself, but, and at Health Excel, obviously I've been here a good few years now and I, what are we in? How many years in Health Excel? 
three. Three years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. so what I was going to say, what made you uh, actually leave practicing from the hospital? Like I, you know, I talked to so many people that do that and just kind of curious on your story. Why? Yeah. I'd love to hear what others have said, but um, I obviously have some friends who've kind of followed the same trajectory, but uh, it was a couple of different things, right? I can't really put my finger on it. One is, um, I think those few years really drained the juice out of me, to be completely honest. It might've just been that time of my life and where I was and just kind of the whole setting. Uh, And the second thing was, I think I was definitely looking for a a challenge that would harness some of the other skills that I know I have in me, but maybe was not really brought out, you know, as, as a practitioner, there are a lot of things you have to do as a clinician in terms of judgment and, you know, uh, taking decisions on the spot, communication and relationships. But I don't know, I feel like this intersection with technology and business being stimulated by, you know, people in tech and marketing and across different kind of sectors. I feel like it's, it's really great for me. And that's not to say I tried a couple of other things in between, right? So I also wanted to study more, of course, Indian. Um, that that kind of is it's just ingrained in me. You know, just keep studying a lot, go to Harvard. That's it, done. Work for Google and life, life is made. But um, <laughs> I didn't quite go down that path. But uh, so I did my MPH and I'm, I'm kind of specialized in public health, right? But the reality is I couldn't really work in public health. That was a bit of a pipe dream. I felt like it's just not my lifestyle and I have to call a spade a spade, you know, I'm not. When would we, when would we ever need public health people? What? <laughs> when would public health people ever become super popular? Like right now they're central. That's true. They're suddenly all over the place. Right. But, um, it's not even that it's like, if you think about the practice of it outside of someone who's doing all the stats, like the, the epidemiology part of it, but what about those who are working say in rural Africa, rural Asia, you know, um, help people. I feel like it takes a special type of person um, to do that. And while I want to help, I think just being there and doing those things on the ground, it's harder than I thought. You know, I I think I'm fascinated with the clinician. I was talking to, I feel like clinicians and venture capitalists have a lot in common. Um, Yeah, that they- Interesting. uh, Why do you say that? Well, that, that, go, that goes into our summary notes. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed by both of them um, because they, they go through the day. Like I, like, I need a lot of space. I need to think about things. I need to be able to go deep in a subject. I need to be in control of my own uh, schedule. But doctors see person after person after person, and they diagnose. They have to walk, you know, they walk into the room in this tiny period of time, figure out what's wrong with you, then go to the next thing. You know? And so they're kind of... Yeah. So clinical, it's like chop, 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 chop. And I, I imagine it's exhausting, you know, or you'd have yeah. to get energy from that somehow, right? You know? Yeah, but- But where does the venture capital come in? Venture capitalists are sitting there going, they're doing meeting after meeting after meeting, diagnosing, <laughs> oh, is this gonna be a company that could be huge for me? You know, so they just go right. and they're kind of moving through. So they can't, they can never stay cl- too close to one company. They never go too deep. They can mm. never go, you know I mean? I guess what they do when they make their investments, but they spend most of the year doing hundreds and hundreds of meetings to make one investment, right? And so they're going from meeting to meeting and they're kind of diagnosing on a positive side mm-hmm. or, you know, is, hey, is this worth investing in or not? You know, is this something yeah. behind? That's my opinion. I don't know if he flattered or he literally just criticized both. But <laughs> to say, you know, they're not really going deep. They're not actually spending enough time on each of yeah. them. 
They're just doing a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, no, they can't. And if Brilliant. I, yeah, you know, but when I talk to clinicians, I like, I, a lot of, I, like, you know, a lot of my friends are clinicians and, um, and I find they love digital health. Like the ones that have like this anchoring for innovation, they just love digital health. Even if they, they have big practices and they have all the, you know, you know, the status and financial rewards yeah. and, you know, personal, you know, I guess you, fulfillment of treatment. You, you all viewers and listeners heard it here first. Clinicians and VCs are the same. Yeah, <laughs> you heard it here first. But you know what? That kind of, um, I don't know. I was just thinking in 15 years, maybe I want to be a VC, but like, I feel like you kind of line up nicely for me to say you have all the traits. <laughs> you have all the traits. <laughs> you can jump from thing, one thing to the other and not really super finish smart, it. Super smart, kind of there. And also that public health thing, I think, would play in too, right? Like, you got to be, you got to know how the macro scenes playing out, right? Like the whole, like, you know, where's would, the money shifting? And would you do it in digital health? Would you be a digital health VC? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess so, right? I wouldn't have thought of anything else, but... Uh, you'd crush it. You'd crush it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. By the way, I was just uh, looking at your cushions. They look so nice. Jim. Oh, yeah. You like them? Yeah, they're so lovely. <laughs> Wait, my first cushion compliment. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to join Jim. <laughs> what? How did, how did you do that? Yeah, Eugene is... She obviously guy. have not watched the other episodes. Exactly. No, I've only listened. See, I've only listened ah, on Spotify, okay. so I don't get to um, see the video. Yeah, yeah. So, so at one point, hold on, I'll show you something else. And then unfortunately for the listeners, they won't be able to, but I'm going to disappear from the screen. And then... Oh my God. Oh, what? what? <laughs> You're like uh, the illusionist. Yes, exactly. Uh, so I'm back in. Anyway. Um, Is this an actual Zoom feature? Yeah, you can put a background, and I just took a screenshot of uh, Jim's. Uh, You're not background. actually. On a that's screen. well, I have put a background, but I didn't realize. Yeah, actually, that's just smart. That that is digital, and <laughs> if you, not, you know, it's not new tech. <laughs> I'm trying to tie this into the digital health. I mean, if you want to feel zen, you can be on the beach and do it. Yeah. You know, whatever you want to do, and change your background virtually. So. So yeah. we want to touch on. I don't, I don't know what you had in your list, but we want to touch on. Um, so, you know, we usually check in and say, like, like how's, the, how's the whole plague? You know, we're not allowed to say certain words on this podcast. So, um, so as, as I learned on the previous episode. Yeah. But <laughs> I, honestly, Jim, we're going to have to add plague to the list because you say it all the time. Yeah, I feel like you can't say that. That's actually super offensive. Worse than the C word. <laughs> Worse than the C word. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So we asked, like, "Hey, how's it going in Dublin?" But I think we're both in Dublin, so I'm assuming you have a similar experience that I do. Like, Dublin's pretty chill about this at this stage, right? Around staying in, yeah. or how are you feeling? It's pretty. Yeah, I mean, this week we've reached nine cases, right? So we're very close to nil. Yeah. I guess if we get to zero, then we can everybody can be out and about, feel a bit more comfortable doing that, I guess. And we won't have to do some crazy contact tracing for those nine or whatever number of cases that right. emerge. Um, yeah, you're right. I think people are pretty chill. In general, they've been pretty um, conforming of the rules, right. which is uh, surprising. I'm, I'm not, not in a bad way, but like, you know, that people haven't got so agitated and just, because it's been yeah. three months, right? Pretty long. Time. But then oh, yeah. it's all contextual. That's what I say. Like, 
it's easier for a country like Ireland, which is small, small population to actually contain it compared with say India, for example, you're talking about a billion people. So I think the scale of things is just totally different. Right. Right. So let's talk about that. So you to keep in touch with your, your, your family back there, like what's going, like what is happening? I mean, I, yeah. I feel like, I feel like certain parts of the world like are kind of off the map right now. Like everyone always talked about India, everyone yeah. talked about, but unless you have like, you know, so what's happening in India? From yeah, so I've obviously been in touch with them uh, throughout. And I guess that's the part that hasn't changed for me, right? I've been in touch remotely for the most part. So it's not really that new. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. So India is kind of like all of Europe, like treated like a whole continent. Every state is its own kind of country, essentially, a bit like the United States and in its federation. So every... Um, state is making its own decisions based on whether it's like a red zone or a green zone, depending yep. on, the, on the caseload. So some parts are actually quite okay for the size of the population. So for example, my parents are from Bangalore and uh, apparently they only have a few thousand cases for like a 10 million population. So that's nothing. That's as that's the same as us saying nine cases for the 4.5 million. But I'm, I'm curious, is the testing available, right? Because uh, the cases are always, uh, you know, contextually, Hundred percent underreported, like right. goes without saying. Like my clinician friends are basically flipping out in the hospital because they're like, "This is going to go out of control." Um, but it's just really hard there, right? And also, it's not a um, this. It's a really stratified society, so one size doesn't fit all. You know, you can't make a blanket rule that's applicable to everybody. They did right. do it though pretty early, which is really a credit. Uh, which is great. Like early March, they kind of uh, secured the lockdown and then they've slowly started easing the restrictions. They've done really good contact tracing and those type of public health practices have actually been pretty efficient. Even though it's back to basics, it's literally someone on, with a register, okay, right. who did they talk to, where did they go? That sort of thing, but it works. Right. Um, and not not for the most part, but that that is one of the strategies. So I think it's it's really different. Like, and Mumbai, like Jim, we were there. So Mumbai is a different, different case, right? I think the caseload is so high there. It's a really dense city. So things spread really fast there. Uh, There's people who live in small houses, many people, like six to eight people in in a small little tiny. um, Right. So I feel like. When was, when was that health excel? That's one of very few that I've actually missed. Yeah. So that was no, November 2018. 2018? Yeah. What are we yeah. now? Yeah, tw- yeah. Pretty long ago now. We're in, twi- we're in Twilight Zone, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, it was pretty long ago. <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually curious, what did you guys, I mean, like, you know, I, you know, being in my old role prior to the startup, we've, um, you know, we've always gotten, I think, uh, one year got a tremendous amount of submissions from digital health startups. We found them generally maturity was much lower. Uh, but also solving different problems, right? So I'm actually kind of yes. curious on um, with the health Excel, but also obviously you have the connections there. Like what, what's kind of general digital health in India? I know again, yeah. huge country, lots of stuff going on, but. Yeah. So I'd say the startup ecosystem is super active for one. Like there's a lot of hubs, especially within the larger cities where you have so much innovation, you know, there's a solution for every problem, maybe so many solutions, even obviously not all of them scale and, and really make an impact. Um, I'd say it's pretty ripe for digital health as well. There's a couple of reasons for that. One is pay out of pocket 
consumer, right? So it's it's like a retail industry. The, right. the healthcare industry can become retailized or whatever. So that's why you have so much D2C stuff, whether it's telehealth, e-pharmacy, delivery of things, you know? It's it's so incredible that you could order something this morning and you'll have it at your door that evening, right? It's, it's right. quick because they have that kind of supply chain, that kind of um, manpower. So they really leverage all of those. Obviously, yeah. incredible tech talent in India and some some parts of India, especially yeah. uh, Bangalore. And so because of that, they're able to build lots of great apps and all of that. And the mobile penetration of within India is huge. Every, everybody right. has yeah. a mobile. So there's, there's a way to easily reach people. So there's that whole element. And I think it's a rapidly growing economy. So people just have greater buying power. They have more money. They, they are demanding more. So they find um, solutions. So I would say digital health is quite ripe. They're doing stuff there that we are still talking about here and trying to figure out, you know, things right. like, how do I give any prescription? How do I talk to a specialist online? How do I right. deliver medications home? They even do uh, lab tests. So I could literally order a kit. So I collect my saliva sample or urine sample or whatever, send it off in the post. It'll go to my local closest lab, get analyzed, and I'll get my results. And then uh, I can also share that with my clinician. There's a lot of uh, openness in terms of sharing um, healthcare. Yeah. Like I can actually have access to my results. It's not just sitting with my GP. Um, right you could look at it in the other way, right? The lack of certain regulation has made it easier uh, or kind of created a beeline. I won't say easy, but it's created a beeline for innovation. Yeah. And what, what are some, I mean, we know our, our friends at Wealthy Therapeutics and Abhishek love what they do. Uh, any, any other ones that's kind of stand out for you? I'm just, again. Yeah. Yeah, I think Wealthy is a really good example. There's one uh, MG and Practo, they both do kind of the telehealth plus all the e-pharmacy, all of that. So they both um, are really active. And there's Daily Rounds where I worked before. Um, it's kind of a physician community online. They're, they're really brilliant as well. Okay. And each of these have loads of competitors. And um, right. honestly, I, so there are some re really great ones like the one there's there's a little box actually i can't remember the name Cardos or something like that um yeah. Yeah, so they're kind of uh, dispensing pills in in specific doses so that you know it's to promote adherence that sort of thing um sure. yeah these ones that come to mind to be honest but i'm pretty sure there's a lot more i'm not yeah there was, i'm out of touch a little bit as well the um i had the best uh clinical appointment i've ever had as a result of that trip uh as well Tell me about it. What do you so, mean? What do you mean by the best? So, you know, we did, we were doing the health Excel event. We had all the companies up. You were right. You were presenting. Um, and there was a company called map my genome. I think, I think they're, oh, map yes. they're brilliant. Yeah. They're brilliant. And then at the break, I don't know if you can, if we're broken up here, you're frozen, Eugene. Um, they, at the, at the break, they took my, uh, I signed the consent form. They took my saliva they did my, you know, genetic profile. When I got back to Ireland, they gave me a phone call. They got on the phone for an hour. You know, I filled out a little profile and they went through all my kind of health risks, you know, based on my genetic, you know, dispositions and everything else. And I had the best appointment because everything was done like full 360. So it was like, 
you know, here's your concern, you know, here's, you know, are you a risk of diabetes or multiple sclerosis or cardiovascular disease or whatever it was. And it was so comprehensive. The person was excellent, like the genetic scientist on the other side. Um, and all the, my uh, clinician friends were all like, oh, you know, they were kind of suspicious about it. They're like, oh, what, you know, what's the genetic predisposition, of course. Yeah. But because it anchored, it was so personal to me. You know, it was like everything. It was like, you know, your, you know, whether you had a propensity towards certain conditions, because it was about me, I paid attention to everything. I sat there yeah. like right. two hours listening to everything, she said, you know. Yeah. And, I remember, I remember them actually. Um, yeah, I, that sounds, there's also the whole uh, customer service hospitality element of Indians, right. I think, kicks in no matter what they do. Um, right. Right. Yeah, that's great to hear though. Yeah, I'd say there's, yeah, there's a lot of things that are available to the average Indian that we may not be able to access here because of just the way things are structured, right? So for, I can here a gastroenterologist because I also, want. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, I don't know which one of us, uh, but also I think there's a lot of things that are not available, right? Especially in like rural areas. Uh, I don't know if you guys know uh, Carmen Kobza, uh, uh, Lady Be Well. So one of the things that he was doing is going to the regions uh, and working with the government on um, teaching the teacher around breast cancer, right? For example. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, totally. Like I said, I think really diverse population. So there's so many access affordability issues um, and it's really rife. So for example, when I did um, my rural stint, I stayed in this remote village in the middle of nowhere. The closest like, grocery store was about five kilometers away and it would shut at like 4 p.m. So I had to make sure I ran there, got whatever I needed to. And the place that I stayed was just the basics, you know, there were lizards and roaches and stuff in the room, it was so scary. It was right next to a forest. So sometimes the villagers would come out with drums and stuff because they were trying to uh, fend off elephants and, and wild animals coming towards the fields. And it was just the scariest thing. And so this, this is reality. There were, there were power cuts for about half the day. And so sometimes at night I'd just be sitting there, my phone would be out of juice and I literally had nothing to do. And there'd be like mosquitoes yeah. and stuff. And I, that's that's the living part of it and then so i was running the primary health center at that time there nobody came to me like so i went door to door and i actually checked people's um you know blood pressure and everything and i was like guys why don't you come to the primary health care center it's free it's run right. by the government uh why don't you come and get yourself checked and there were so many people i found in that village who were hypertensive but yeah. they were just in denial they were like just leave me alone stop bothering me you know, so there's a lot of uh, lack of awareness and education about about health and yeah, um, yeah, nutrition, all those type of things. Yeah, different conditions. Is there like, are they like hopeful? Is it kind of despair about health? Are they just <laughs> lack of awareness, or is it you can't make one? Probably mixed. It's yeah. mixed. I'd say yeah, a little bit of everything. Um, so it really depends on where you are, and then obviously you have the other side of it, which I've described, where everything's at the collar uh, of a button. You know. Yeah. Not not to change topic, but uh, you know, it's always like your brain works in mysterious ways. I I saw your uh, pink socks. Is that a pink oh, socks? Is uh, is that pink necklace? socks? Sorry, it was just my Mojun. Okay, so <laughs> it's you know Nick Nick Atkins with the pink socks. It's the you know use. I I don't. I'm not wearing any socks. That's uh you know too much information. Yeah. Me, but, uh, I, <laughs> no, I know what the pink socks is. Honestly, this was totally unintentional and I'm not really, uh, 
into any yeah. movements as such, but if it's cause, sure, why not? <laughs> why not? And, uh, and spe speaking of like movements and stuff, so I've noticed like the health Excel lunches. Can you explain? Like, can you explain this? Oh, like, this I haven't I haven't participated yet, but so you will soon, both of you. But this is basically us holding hands virtually. Yeah, you gotta kind of oh. look. I gotta yeah, see, think about it. It's, I mean, yeah, sure. People could have given a bit oh, of COVID. I, I would then you don't like want to look this. like you have like claws or something. Yeah, I, I think don't. it depends on like you know if it's a you know right now three of us. Yeah. I would hold your hand from here and Jim this way. I don't like know, this. But, yeah, yeah, there you go. Oh. <laughs> can make it work. And, yeah. I, and actually, how how has it been going? Right, because it's like I actually did a poll just like the other day of. I asked the question on Twitter, your virtual conference attendance on a weekly basis. Zero is like, you know, not for me. One to three, being selective. Three to 10 keeps it fun. 10 plus, I'm addicted. So I had uh, about 51 votes um, and 65% of those said one to three being selective. So okay. I'm kind of curious on actually kind of similar. So is that one to three? They're attending one to three or they would like to attend one to three a week? Uh, you know, I guess it was your virtual conference attend. So I think they are attending. That's, uh, you yeah. know, I don't have like qualitative. That's significant, right? Behind. One to three a week. That's yeah. significant. Yeah. So the uh, uptake of these has been pretty phenomenal, especially among people who know Health Excel somewhat at least because they know that, okay, you can expect quality um, in terms of the people attending as well as the discussions. And I think this kind of small group format of just kind of intimate behind closed doors is really working well. Um, and lots of people have actually asked for like a, an encore as well. So, so far so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it like Chatham House rules or Chandana House rules? Chandana. <laughs> Chandana. <laughs> I got it. Well, yeah, there are some rules. Um, basic, I guess. Just show yeah. up on time, switch on a video, be chill, you know, be cool. Don't be an um, asshole. You're not here to just like listen. Imagine if I came in here and I just gave you guys the silent treatment because I'm waiting to learn from both of you, which is fine. Nothing wrong with it, but right. that's not really what that lunch is about. Yeah. Yeah. But wait, okay, so so you so you set up so Health Excel has these kind of virtual lunches and they're kind of closed. So it's a small group of people that get together. They don't record them or anything, right? Or they don't, you, you, and, don't and at the moment. you basically go deep on a topic as, as if you were showing up to a health Excel event. And pretty much like as deep as we can in the hour or hour and a half that we have at hand. Right. So the time is yeah. the limitation, which is why we, we've kind of done follow ons, you know, like, so we bring the same group back to continue the conversation. I love I, I, I don't know. I think personally, Marty should sponsor this episode because I feel like we're all involved, either advisors or work, working Ooh. with. There's, there's definitely prejudice on this. Yeah, lots, lots of promotion going on. Yeah. I'll just ring Martin and ask him to give me a raise for this free promotion. Yeah, we, we take a lot of <laughs> we take a lot of heat from multiple uh, <laughs> every time we promote every time we promote uh, Health Excel on here. But yeah, especially yeah. from especially from Matthew Holt. Yeah. We 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 haven't we right. haven't had his uh, minute by minute breakdown, but uh, I actually thoroughly enjoyed those. Yeah, he trashes us usually right afterwards. We so what? The, the I've rule, seen one of them actually. I saw that exchange on Twitter, and I wasn't sure if it was a joke or not. I'm just 
assume it was. <laughs> yeah, just assume I, it was. I, I always take everything Matthew says as a joke, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but still, but still, you know. Yeah. If you have a vir choice. Virtual between, hug. What was this expression? If you have a choice between conspiracy, conspiracy or incompetence, it's usually incompetence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, on the note of cool uh, innovation in India, so I don't know if you guys remember about four years ago, um, they devalued the currency, right, in India. And yeah. so this was actually a year before, or maybe two years before the Health Excel session there. But anyway, so they, they devalued the currency. The, the goal was to get rid of all the black money uh, from the yeah. country and then right. introduce new bills, right? So everybody had to kind of pay up all the tax they owed government, right. et, cetera, et cetera. So when they did that, there was a period when there were no bills at all. Right. A couple of things happened as a result. Number one, obviously the use of all these uh, wallets for payment. So it became a pretty much cardless, contactless society. No. Back then, four years ago, like, uh, right. and it's, it's great. So people started managing all their transactions online and, and just, um, you, can, you can pay through that app, basically. That happened. Which, which is very similar to what's in China with WeChat and, and stuff. Right. The second thing that happened is actually the fascinating one, not the first one. So, so the people who actually wanted to go withdraw cash from the uh, ATMs, once they introduced the new bills and they did it in a phased manner, so there were, there were limited transactions allowed. You can only withdraw X rupees yeah. per day or whatever. Right. Queues were insane, as you can expect. So literally, you would be in the queue for three hours to withdraw a bit of money and you probably have to come back in four days' time for those who wanted to use cash. So there was an app that was started that literally gave you a boy or a, a person who will go wait for you in line. And then they'll text you when your turn's coming up and you just step out of your office or whatever and quickly jump in and, and get your cash out. So that three hour wait has been done by someone else for you. So TaskRabbit, right? Uh, there was in US TaskRabbit, which Ikea bought them, much. I think. Yeah. Um, Pretty much. But, I love TaskRabbit. That was awesome. I love this. This is great. I use TaskRabbit yeah. all the time. And now we have, we have here uh, in Instacart, right? Like that through this yeah. craziness became, uh, you basically shop online, but they, there's like a shopper that actually goes to stores for you across different <gasps> stores. So like now, you know, so it's I like, don't know. I don't want to put myself at risk, but I can put, I'll put you at risk. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right, right. As, as we were as we were talking, there was uh, an Instacart uh, driver across the off in front of the garage. Before I'm gonna, you, yeah, I'm actually, I'm getting, I'm the, get the timer time here. We're like, well, we got to talk like so comedic, so comedic interactions with Eugene or Jim. That was one of the, your tasks here. Uh, you have to come up. But I, I was thinking, just to not put you on the spot, I was thinking like us running the Diwali, you know, the the Diwali oh, uh, was, party. So that was that was a good one. That was yeah. un unbeatable. I, I actually bumped into your cello uh, artist in the park the other day. <laughs> oh, did you? My Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. Your your uh, instrumentalist who also brought in the Indian dancer. Right. Yeah, so the, the joke here, Eugene. The inside joke here. Yeah, is I was so gonna bad. say. I'm. I I feel bad. I missed this. Yeah. No, yeah. You, you did. You did. Yeah. So, so I like to throw these like part these costume parties and uh, um, you know or parties for anyways for my wife I would say I'm doing it for my wife and um and we were planning on going to India right we were planning on going to India we were going to go to a wedding and so we were going to throw a Diwali but we wanted it to be authentic so we made everyone come in costume and then but the only Indian person that we knew it's not a costume was, it's an outfit it's an outfit sorry come in I'm so, sorry Jim what, what's the shirt costume you're wearing <laughs> <My costume. laughs> 
<laughs> awesome. So in outfits. So everyone had to come in Indian outfits or that's not even right. I don't whatever. Anyways, it was a good party. But and um and and we <laughs> everyone showed up in gear. Everyone showed up in gear. But one of my I hired a band and then the band had had organized was supposed to be an authentic Indian dancer. Um, but she turned out to be Brazilian. So that's kind of the- She was a Brazilian who was doing Arab belly dancing. So I feel like we could have gotten away with the Arab belly dancing somewhat, um, but eventually she wasn't even Arab. I, There's obviously a lot of kind of- I definitely missed that one. Yeah, Zoroastrians and stuff. Yeah. yeah. What about what about me? So what's, what's memorable for you with me? Hmm, interesting. Ouch. Your shoes? Your shoes. Love your, all right, all right. Your shoes. Yeah, I'll, I feel I'll like, yeah, the shoes. And then I don't know how you do it. Like, I don't know how you have the strength to do this, but you're just always in touch with people. It's truly draining. Like for me anyway, I mean, secret is that I thought that I would die without all these interpersonal interactions. I've been fine. So, so, introvert, I, secret yeah, introvert. I'm, a, I'm an extrovert. Yeah, I think that's what we're doing. This is basically, when we say this is therapy, digital health therapy, it's really for me and Eugene primarily yep. here. <laughs> but but it's just Marina, val- it's just feel validation for, for the things that you do. Yeah. Right. So every time, uh, you know, we would go to a conference together, Marina and I, like, it gives me energy for her. It like drains it, right? Like, yeah. it, it takes a lot. And same thing with these discussions. Like, I, I do find like back a little bit to the, uh, the, conferences or attending things like for me it's you know you're always on these zoom calls etc this is the highlight for the week for me um and so i am actually being selective like one to two and unless i'm speaking at one or something right generally yeah yeah i find it this has definitely been an anchor thing like do we because we do little we do like a 15 minute touch base on monday and then we do this call but then I get a chance, I, like we wouldn't have got a chance to see you, or we would have saw Francesca, or yeah. Sarah, or Rob, or yeah. Well, on who yeah. No, yeah. this is, I don't know. This we is have really many fun, and I feel like it's, it's uh, yeah, it's just really fun and pretty chill, right? So this is a nice conversation to have. It's just really hard, I guess, when you have to do back-to-back kind of, whether it's yeah. on, or even in person for that matter. Really. Yeah, agreed. I'm way too, I'm so, not, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm now going to be like, ah, ah, ah. Um, time and, out, huh? you know, uh, time out. This was absolutely awesome. Um, you know, as we, we, we started saying we need about a thousand subscribers so we can start monetizing this. So uh, if you are listening, subscribe now, people. <laughs> Thank you. Shandana. I'm going to start. I'm going to kick myself. Close. Close. Still didn't get it right. All right. Damn. But it has been practice. my honor to be on the show. And, and thank you for having me. Yeah, you, great job. We're gonna, I think you're going to be a big hit with the screening party later on. So yep. we'll yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Right.